Keys Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. 0-2, curveball swing and a miss. And the A's survive in Kansas City. A Saturday afternoon marathon of nearly four hours, and the A's prevail. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome into the A's Clubhouse Show. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend today. And unfortunately for the Oakland A's, unable to get the series win in Chicago. They did play well this entire series. And, you know, Ken Korak, it doesn't end on a high note for the A's. But overall, a good July for the team. They finished 14-12 in the month of July, clinching their first winning month since August of last year. So not good for the last two days for the A's. But overall, much better here when what we've seen from the green and gold in July. No doubt, Joe. Very much more competitive. 13 and 10 for the last 23 games, too. And uh, yeah, they lose a one-run game in the ninth inning yesterday. They had the lead early today, but you know, Dylan Cease, he's, he hasn't, he's been tough on everybody, not just the A's. And so he ties Jacob Degrom, as you know, Joe. 12 straight starts, allowing one earned run or less. And you know, the A's combination at the end with Graveman and Hendricks. So you know, the A's they, they've got to find some offense when they don't homer. And that's been a challenge for their ball club this year all season. I know you've been focused on the homers, and it is a game of inches, but even without good Dylan Cease was, you know, early on in that game, the A's were close to getting a couple more of those homers. Seth Brown just narrowly missed a homer in the second inning. Stephen Biscotti, another missed homer there in the game. So, you know, game of inches for the A's just kind of not breaking their way because they were getting some good contact early on against Dylan Cease. Yeah, we were trying to find those baseballs through the glare here. <laughs> the ball that, that Seth hit down the right field line. And of course, the A's asked for the crew chief review. You can't blame them because it was fair for a long time. Then it just kind of hooked right in front of the pole. So the right call by Brian Onora. But yeah, you're right. I mean, early in the game, they had some good at-bats against Cease. He was not dominant against the A's. He finished strong and, you know, got through six innings and just four hits in the run. But, uh, you know, he's he's one of the best around. And Adam Aller, I thought... Yeah, listen, he did give up four runs and six and a third on seven hits, but it was the longest he's ever pitched in a major league game. And I thought he, he showed some fortitude after the White Sox really hit him hard. And they got three runs on him in the, the second, Joe. But five of the five balls they hit were just centered. But after that, he really settled down. And the only blemish after that, of course, was the home run by uh, Jimenez in the seventh inning. I think you're right about Aller. You used the word fortitude there, and I think that's kind of key for him because we see how good this stuff can be. He is getting hit hard a lot. That was the case in that last start against the Astros as well, but something that's been different than what we saw earlier in the year is when he's getting hit hard, he's able to kind of refocus and regroup. You know, whether it takes a mound visit or not, he's not letting these things cascade where all of a sudden he's out of there after three innings and it's six runs. You know, getting deep into the seventh inning and kind of being able to give his team a chance that's what the A's are looking for and start in start out I think you know the A's aren't going to make the playoffs this year but when you see Adam Aller out there after the trade deadline that's what I'm watching for as he goes out there and, and takes a regular turn in the rotation well the A's liked him I mean they acquired him for a reason it may be that JT Ginn was the centerpiece in the deal that sent Bassett to the Mets but they believe in Aller and they you know they made the deal for a reason and I mean, they acquired him for a reason because they thought they really felt he could pitch up here. And sometimes, Joe, the lessons are tough. And as we said, and I know 
you know as well with Aller, he's had a battle with himself over his confidence. So maybe the fact that he was able to get into the seventh inning even in a loss is a little validation for him. And the lessons can be tough when you get sent down. And the, the imploring from the A's from Mark Kotze and Scott Emerson was you have to throw more strikes. You have to be more aggressive. You have to feature your fastball more. And uh, he did that today and, and didn't walk anybody. So even in a loss I think he can take some positive things from the game today. Certainly can. And something positive for the A's this series. Uh, you know this was a series featuring two teams with the most errors in the American League. And these defense really kind of shined out throughout the series. You know, there were some mistakes. It wasn't, you know, perfect baseball or anything like that. But, you know, we're seeing a much improved A's defense here over the last few days. Uh, you know, I know they had that streak of what was eight straight games with an error, but they've been playing much better defense as well as pitching. Yeah, I agree. Seth Brown made a couple of good plays today. And Nick Allen, anytime he's in the game, it really boosts the A's defense. So, yeah, and Tony Kemp made a phenomenal play on the Jimenez line drive to left center in the second. I mean, sometimes when we say or people say, well, a guy dive for a ball, it wasn't maybe a full out dive where you get airborne and you're parallel to the ground. But he was. I mean, he was like flying through the air to make that catch. So uh, I think you're right, Joe. I mean, yes, they've made a lot of errors and is in the White Sox too many errors, really. But uh, the East defense has been better. Yeah, Ken, I've got a uh, running joke with some friends of mine that anytime Tony Kemp leaves his feet, it means something special happened. I mean, it seems like every time that he has to dive for something, it is uh, a highlight worth rewatching. You know, that's yeah. that's something that's been a lot of fun. And uh, I know we've got the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. Are you expecting, you know, maybe not too much action tonight, but tomorrow is just going to be an off day for the A's, but it's going to be very busy for the people who cover the A's. Well, usually it picks up at the end, so I don't have a great feel for it. I'm not a great prognosticator, but I, I would expect there's going to be a lot of activity. And it's that time of the year when teams kind of ask themselves, you have to self-evaluate, Joe, are we in it or are we not in it? And there are teams, I think, that are just right on the borderline for that. It might even be a little more complicated now for the front offices because you have three wildcard teams. So you could be sitting around 500 or even in the American League, a game or two under and feel like we're just a hot streak away from climbing into one of those top three spots. So you really have to self-evaluate. If you have a plan, do you stick with it or do you kind of accelerate the plan and go after a player here and maybe mortgage some of your futures? So those are those are tough calls, Joe. But uh, yeah, I expect a lot of activity, but oftentimes there's that flurry at the very end. Yeah, who knows what kind of uh, lineup that the A's are going to have or even the Angels are going to have for that series when you guys get to get underway on Tuesday. You know, I see uh, Frankie Montas and Noah Syndergaard penciled in to start that game, but who knows if they're even with those teams by the time you guys are on the mic on Tuesday. I think there'll be some people around baseball who won't be putting their names in ink in their scorebooks between <laughs> yeah. now and then. Fair enough, man. Well, have a good, safe trip back to Southern California. Look uh, forward to hearing you guys on Tuesday. Have Thank a good you, trip, Joe. Man. Great job, man. Appreciate it. Well, that was Ken Korak on the call. We'll hear some of his highlights as we bring you how this A's game goes down. The A's dropping the final two games in Chicago as they lose a series for the first time since the All-Star break. They have been playing much better baseball, but as you heard Ken talk about, they've been very reliant on the home run to drive the team's offense. We'll get into some of the highlights. We'll also take some of your calls if you want to jump in. 
833-625-2278 is the number. That's 833-625-2278. We're going to get into today's game. We're also going to get into what may be around the corner ahead of Tuesday's trade deadline as they get ready to open a series against the Angels. A's and Angels, two teams that may look very different on Tuesday. So 833-625-2278, the number. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend as we roll along with A's Clubhouse. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is a national brand with family-owned prices and service. You can shop at one of their barrier locations, and all stores are sanitized and safe. Or you can navigate their easy-to-use website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland, and you'll get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the internet, not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections. And Ring Central's here to make that even easier, more seamlessly and securely, on a platform built to grow your business. Say hello to a whole new way to say hello. Visit ringcentral.com and say hello to possibilities. Ring Central, message, video, phone together this is A's Clubhouse welcome back to A's Clubhouse the Oakland A's dropping the final two games of this three game series in Chicago they fell yesterday it was a close game and today we had to see Liam Hendricks on the mound for the White Sox again and that usually does not end well as all A's fans know he is a very good closer for a reason, but the A's falling to the White Sox. Once again, the team relying on the home run and not getting much to show for it as they fall 4-1 to today. Ramon Laureano's homer early on in the game. The difference, the A's had a couple of long balls that just wouldn't stay fair for them. They could have added on early in the game against Dylan Cease, but really unable to cash in. And, you know, it's something that Ken is, he's got a good point about the A's needing to find ways to not just rely on the home run, to string some hits together, to, you know, get a home run. That's great. It does a lot of cover up the errors and, you know, to really give you a, a thin margin of error, but you need to get some runs some other ways. You know, you need to find a way to get a double here, a single there, and get a couple uh, long innings for the opposing starting pitcher. Put some pressure on them to really help your team out and, you know, give a little bit of a break to your own starting pitcher. When you're going three up, three out, and getting kind of the, the three true outcomes, it's not always going to work out too well. But 833-625-2278 is the phone number. You can also find me on Twitter, at Vegas Joe Hughes, if you want to react that way. We're going to get into some of the highlights, but before we do, we see Greg in San Luis Obispo checking in. And Greg, I appreciate you not being a stranger this week. And what's going on, man? I told you I'd call you back, Vegas Joe. How's it going, brother? You're a man of your word, man. I appreciate it. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. I enjoyed having you this weekend, man. I know uh, things will be a little bit back to normal with uh, Townie back in biz on Tuesday, but uh, I appreciate your work this weekend. Oh, you know, it's always good to get paid to talk a little A's baseball. I do it for free, but just don't tell them that. <laughs> You're living the dream, dude. No doubt about it. Good for you. <clears throat> What's going on? Uh, what are your thoughts about the uh, weekend series? Are you? I mean, we know the tempered expectations for the A's, but are you a little concerned that even though they've had some success, it's been so reliant on the home run and not really seeing the A's string too many hits together? No, I, and I and I think that's the theme this season is just the lack of offense. I mean, 
you know, when the when the season first started, we ran into some balls and hit some home runs. You know, when we kind of started out, I don't know if you want to say we started out hot, but that first week, week half of the season, you know, long ball was kind of the theme. But, you know, from day one till where we're at now, stringing hits together, timely hits, you know, big offensive outbursts, they've been few and far between. So, honestly, it's not a surprise. I mean, it's obviously it's good to see any way we can score runs because this team has been, as far as Oakland A's teams go, historically bad offensively. So, you know, you can't complain no matter how you get it when you've been as bad as we've been. But it's not a surprise, especially coming in today against a guy that's, that's had so much success this year, the, the cease kid for the White Sox. You know, the writing was kind of on the wall, so to speak, when you, when you look at the A's offense. And, you know, the White Sox, they're in the hunt. You know, they're, they're a, I don't know if you'd, you'd call them a contender, but they're definitely on the verge of, you know, in a three games out. So, so, you know, they were thinking let's get two out of three. And it's a bummer because you look at how we lost yesterday – and kind of how the tide turned with that two-run homer for, for the White Sox to tie the game. And then, you know, everything kind of turned, and, and they ended up eking that one out on the wild pitch. And I know they came in today thinking, like, you know what? Let's not let the A's get out of town taking two or three. Let's, let's finish them off. And, and, you know, Cease didn't have his best stuff today, I don't think, but that tells you how good of a year he's having when he doesn't have his best stuff and, and can still, you know, pitch, pitch effectively as he did the, you know, the one mistake to Loriano. But I kind of knew we were in trouble today because, you know, the A's lineup and who we're trotting out there – it just didn't look like a good matchup against the C's kid. Yeah, you know, it, it did look like there was a chance for the A's early on in this game to maybe really put him on the ropes early. We saw Seth Brown just ma- barely missed a home run. Steven Piscotty, you know, it, it may have even ticked off the foul pole, but still goes foul. And you're talking about three potential home runs. The A's did get the one from Ramon Laureano, but... You know, if you are able to get to Dylan Cease early on in this game and finally get some runs, maybe you can kind of shake up a guy who's been on quite a roll, but it just wasn't the case for the A's. And, you know, going back to even last year and the couple of years before that, you're right. I mean, getting hits and stringing them together was not exactly a strength of the A's before they traded the Matt Chapmans and the Matt Olsons of the world. It, it got a little bit better when they got guys like Starling Marte and Josh Harrison, but you know, for a while, this team has been really reliant on the homer, and I think now that you've kind of thinned out some of the talent overall, you're seeing that it's a little tougher right now when you don't have a Matt Olson or a Matt Chapman to really kind of pop one out for you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it really, you know, when you look at the bigger picture, Joe, it's kind of like, is there going to be a change in philosophy? I mean, not only overall in baseball, but just with the A's in particular, because, you know, Townie touches on this. Let's just get hitters up there. I, you know, I don't, you can't yeah. try out a lineup of a bunch of 205, 210 hitters. You know, I mean, I understand averages are down across baseball, but, you know, the teams that are really good and the players that are really good, they might not be 340 hitters, but they're going to be 270 hitters, and they probably got about, you know, 20 to 30 or we'll finish the year with 40-plus home runs, the, the, the real stars of the game. So the best teams in baseball can hit. You know, they, they might not be, again, 330 hitters. But, but I think going forward, I just hope we get guys in there that can swing it. I don't want to see guys that strike out a ton. You know, I don't want to see 210 hitters. Obviously, 25 to 30 jacks looks good on a stat line. But, you know, we, we need contact guys. I, I hope, I hope I don't call it a change in philosophy. I don't know how you want to word it. But I just hope going forward with, you know, obviously some of the moves I think we're going to make in the next 24 to 48 hours, I hope we can bring in some guys that, you know, that, that are putting up minor league numbers that, 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 are, that got good averages. You know, guys that you know, extra base hits and, you know, guys that, you know, don't strike out a whole lot. You know, it's, it's just, it's one of those things where, I mean, obviously the, the, uh, the A's upper management, they, they know best and their scouting department is going to do what they do. 
but I, but I just hope we get let's just get hitters, man. I just I, I don't care about taking pitches and getting walks and getting on base and you know it's, I don't want to say those days are over because getting on base is obviously important. That's how you score runs, but I, we need hitters, man. We I, yeah. it's, it's you know it's it's not a it's not no, a pirate, Greg, it's not a. I was going to say, I think you hit on that perfectly is because they're, that's something that this A's team needs. And they know it. I mean, they, they traded away their best hitters this offseason. So obviously things are going to be a little thinner. But I think you're right about some of the things the A's are looking for ahead of this deadline coming up on Tuesday. Because with Frankie Montas, if they decide to maybe move some of these other key veterans, whether it's a Ramon Laureano or I heard uh, Vince Catronio bringing up somebody who would be a surprise. But the more I think about it, the more if I was another competing team, I might take a run at him as a guy like Cole Irvin. And if the other teams decide that they want to get in on some of these A's players, well, they're not going to be cheap. Those guys are under club control. Sean Murphy, another one that has a lot of value. And the kind of players the A's are going to be looking to get back in return, I think it's exactly what you're talking about. They're going to be looking for guys that aren't going to come up here and hit 205 because they've only got one skill, like hitting a home run. You're going to see guys that you want to see have, like, three, four, five skills and be able to really impact a game and make the A's a dangerous threat going forward, man. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, no doubt. About I think there's five guys that are kind of on my list of potential you know, you know, trade options for their teams. I would go with the three pitchers. Obviously, I, I, I agree with the Cole Irvin. I think a, a left-hander who's been really consistent all year, throws strikes, pounds his own, works fast. You know, you, you can't have enough starting pitching in a left-hander that's going to trot out there every day and, and going to go, you know, I guess in today's game, deep in the game sounds kind of silly, but, you know, Cole Irvin, right. you know, has, has proven it all year. I think Blackburn, obviously Frankie, and I think Laureano and, and Sean Murphy, I think those are the five guys that I'm not going to be shocked if they're wearing a different uniform come, come Wednesday. So um, it, it, it's going to be interesting. You know, I, I look at the day that Elvis Andrews had kind of, kind of talking about, you know, not good at bats and, and just kind of, you know, I can't remember a guy at Vegas, Joe, and maybe you can touch on this. I can't think of a guy in recent memory, especially for the A's that can look so bad at the plate with, with just some, some swings that look desperate, some swings that just look like, what are you doing up there? And I mean, you look at Elvis's line today, three strikeouts and a hit into a big double play. I right. mean, just, just a day to forget for Elvis Andrews. So, you know, I, I don't know what the A's are going to do with him. I don't think he's going to be back next year. I don't know if he'd be a trade piece, you know, maybe a good veteran guy to have in the clubhouse for a, for a possible contender. But, you know, th there's a number of guys that I think could be changing uniforms for the A's, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun 48 hours to kind of check. The so yeah, well, Greg, I appreciate the phone call. It sounds like it was breaking up a little bit there at the end there, but I definitely appreciate the phone call. A lot of great points. 833-625-2278, the number if you want to jump in there. And you bring up a good point. A guy like Elvis Andrus is a guy that, you know, the A's have a lot of guys that can really impact things at the front end of the game, like a guy like Ramon Laureano or, you know, Sean Murphy, Frankie Montas, but if you're a contending team and you think, oh, you know what, we don't necessarily need a star, but we need something to kind of really cement this team, they've got a lot of guys like that too. Guys that can really be an impactful player. And, you know, if he's healthy, Steven Piscotty's another guy in that list, a guy with a, a postseason track record. He hasn't been healthy, but when he is healthy, can still give you some pops, can still play some great defense. Cole Irvin is an interesting name. I heard Vince Catronio bring it up. You're not hearing Cole Irvin's name out there too much, and, you know, the A's certainly don't have to move him. He's been pitching very well. But, you know, to me, Cole Irvin is the kind of guy that, like, when the A's are good, that's the kind of guy they would add from another team. Maybe to somebody that was a little under the radar, 
that can really make an impact. You think back to some of the A's acquisitions from years gone by, like that's the kind of guy that can really make something happen because all of a sudden he stabilizes the rotation. Not saying the A's are going to move him or I want to see him move him, but that's another really interesting name to keep uh, keep an eye on ahead of Tuesday's deadline. So we'll roll along. We're going to take your phone calls. Uh, the number is... Pull that up for you right now. Sorry, 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend. The A's dropping the final two games of this weekend series in Chicago. On the other side, we'll take your calls and go over the highlights as we roll along with A's Clubhouse. Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's internet that does it all. That's unbeatable internet from Xfinity, proud partner of the Oakland Athletics. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Ah, hitting the road with the family. On your way to nonstop adventures, no worries ahead. Because you know you can stop at a Chevron station along the way. Get fuel for your car, fuel for your crew. That's Chevron with Tecron for unbeatable mileage and snacks for all. Coffee for mom, chips for the kids, cold drinks for dad. You know, for the road ahead. Toss in some laughs, out-of-tune singing, and a zillion are-we-there-yet. And you just made lifelong family memories. Chevron, together ahead. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. August 6th is International Trading Card Day, and Tops wants to celebrate with you. Visit your participating local hobby shop where you will receive a free pack of cards plus a special card if you purchase $10 or more of Topps products while supplies last. Post your packs on social media using the hashtag TOPSITCD and follow along with at Topps. Visit Topps.com for more information. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. I'm Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend today as the A's unable to get the win in Chicago. They fall to the White Sox 4-1 in the series finale and drop 2 out of 3 in Chicago before heading back to California as they are going to head down and take on the Angels in Southern California. But this was the final game ahead of the MLB trade deadline for the A's. going to be really interesting to see how things shake out over the next 48 hours for both the A's and the Angels. We'll take your phone calls if you want to jump in and get in line. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. We've been going over our list of some players the A's may be willing to move and maybe the kind of players you'd like to see them bring back. Are you looking for them to maybe stock up with some starting pitching or... Are you really hoping to see some more exciting position players 
fill out the A's roster and maybe in the minor leagues give you somebody to look forward to. So line up your phone calls. The number is 833-625-2278. We're going to go and take a look at how this game went down as we go through the highlights now. A quick first inning for both the A's and White Sox. 1-2-3 for each side there in the first inning. Very fast. And in the top of the second inning, though, this was really interesting. It's a game of inches. The A's were a couple inches away from really being able to jump out to a big lead early on in this game against White Sox starter Dylan Cease, who has been absolutely fantastic for about 10 or 12 starts now and that started with Seth Brown who had already homered in three game or three times in the first two games of this series he nearly got another but his drive down the right field line it would hook just foul a very impressive strike Brown would go on to strike out in that at bat but Ramon Laureano he followed it up with a shot to left and the pitch to Laureano is a drive to left, and Jimenez will go back and turn and watch it fly. Laureano on the first pitch he sees in the second shoots the A's in front, one nothing. And this has been a story of long balls for the A's recently, and that one was crushed. About halfway back in the bleachers and straight away left. You could just hear the collective. Uh, Wind coming out of the sails of all the fans. It literally was a fastball that got a lot of the plate almost right down the middle. And Ramon was ready to jump on it. Had a little movement inside, but it's still able to keep the hands inside it. And he bombed it. It's only the ninth home run that Cease has allowed this year. Well, that was the 11th home run for Ramon Laureano. And it snapped a streak of 22 innings for Dylan Cease without allowing a long ball. A's with 36 homers this month. Fourth best in the American League. Later on that inning, Stephen Piscotty nearly got another A's homer, but his shot would hook just past the foul pole in right. The umps would take a look at it. It was not an A's challenge. It was going to be a crew chief challenge there. As they took a look, they did confirm the call on the field at the ball just at the last minute, just hooked to the right of that foul pole. Unfortunate for the A's, unable to get more than that Ramon Laureano homer, but they were so close to three home runs in that inning. Trouble for Adam Aller, the A starter. That would start in the second inning, and it came with Jose Abreu leading things off with a deep drive. Here's the 2-0 pitch, and Abreu, it's a drive. Left center, that's way back, and Abreu has tied it up. That quickly in the bottom of the second. Leadoff home run by Abreu is 12th. A's one, White Sox one. Well, that was it for uh, Adam Aller. A trouble with a lot of hard contact against him. Gavin Sheets would fly out and then. Once again, the A's defense coming up big. They've been playing much better as of late, something we talked with Ken Korak about. The A's and White Sox, two teams with the most errors in the American League entering this series, but we saw a lot of great defensive plays, and Tony Kemp putting on a show here in the second. Here's the 0-1 pitch now to the big man Jimenez, and a drive to left center, long run, racing over. Tony Kemp goes into a dive, rolls over, and hangs on with a sensational catch. Tony Kemp. Racing toward left center and then gets airborne and parallel to the ground and he robs Jimenez of extra bases. Man, what a play by Tony Kemp. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Whenever Tony Kemp leaves his feet, something good is happening. Josh Harrison would follow that up with a double. He would come in to score one batter later. Outfield toward left, the infield to pull. Garcia left-handed hitter. Harrison's at second. 
We're in the bottom of the second in Chicago. And here's the pitch to Garcia. Swung on a line drive, base hit to right. Harris into third. He's around third, up with the ball for Scotty, the throw to the plate. And it's not going to be in time, but it's over the head of the cutoff and Seth Brown. The run scores. Garcia goes to second on the throw, and the White Sox take a two to one lead. Well, Adam Aller's troubles would continue. The White Sox were hitting him very hard, and they managed to keep the line moving. And Aller throws. Here it is. And Zavala hits a drive center field way back. Laureano and his horse at the track in. It's over his head, and it one hops the wall. It's going to be a ground rule double. Scoring is Garcia. Two base hit for Zavala, and a three to one lead for the White Sox. Yeah, and you're like thinking, oh, man, we've seen this movie before from Scott Aller that all of a sudden some hard contact. Is he going to be able to put this back together? He's pitching coach Scott Emerson would trot out to the mound, have a conversation with Adam Aller, and got him refocused. He did manage to get Tim Anderson to ground out to end that inning, but the White Sox jumping out to a 3-1 lead against the A's there. Not much going on for the A's in the third. Nick Allen did manage to sneak a one-out double just inside the right field line, but he was then thrown out at third while trying to advance on a pitch in the dirt with Tony Kemp at the plate. That would wrap up that inning and any threat the A's had at that point. Scoring was pretty quiet from there on out in the sixth inning. Adam Aller did get A.J. Pollock out on strikes to start things off, but then Jose Abreu with another single to center, bringing up Gavin Sheets, and Adam Aller once again getting a little bit more help from his defense. Sheets over two, and the pitch by Aller is lined at first, a double play. Line smash right to Seth Brown. Abreu was off the bag, and Brown just went to the bag, and that's an inning-ending three unassisted double play. After six, three to one White Sox. As I mentioned, we did get to see some good defense from the A's. All of that supporting some good starting pitching and some good bullpen work in this series. But not much doing for the A's offense in the top of the seventh. In the bottom of the seventh, Adam Aller allowed to stay in that game, getting a chance to go deeper than we have seen him, earning that right from skipper Mark Kotze. But Eloy Jimenez leading things off and extending the White Sox lead. Here's Jimenez. He swings and he launches one deep right center field on the back on the run is Loriano and it is gone. First ball swinging Jimenez his fifth home run of the year. And just like that the White Sox with their second home run today have increased their lead to four to one. Well once again the White Sox getting another hard hit ball against Adam Aller but again he was able to recover didn't allow that to kind of compound itself and he got Josh Harrison on strikes the final hitter he would face that day so a very encouraging outing for Adam Aller there's a lot to improve on but we haven't seen him really be able to stabilize himself early on in games but he's really been able to show that in the last few starts that he can refocus and keep the A's in the game. Another good pitching line, not perfect, but six and a third innings. He did have seven hits, some of those very hard hit. Four runs, including that final homer as he was allowed to stay into the seventh inning. But another one, no walks. No walks for Aller today. Paul Blackburn limiting walks for the A's yesterday. And six Ks for Aller. He did have two homers. All of that really kind of biting him today. 98 pitches, 68 of those for a strike. But 
You know, another encouraging outing for Adam Aller. I wouldn't say it was an impressive outing, but certainly an encouraging one. He's likely to get more opportunity after the trade deadline, depending on what the A's decide to do. But there should be some turns in the rotation available for a guy like Adam Aller. Kirby Snead would come on, replace Aller. He got out of the inning without too much trouble. Top of the eighth inning, the A's managed just a single from Jonah Bride against former A's starter Kendall Graveman. He's been a stellar reliever in the American League for a while now. And remember, this was a guy who was once the A's opening day starter, now working out of the bullpen and working pretty well so far. Bottom of the eighth inning, Sam Selman called on with a 1-2-3 inning. That would wrap that up. And on to the ninth inning for the second straight day. We would see Liam Hendricks on to close out the game. He didn't have too much trouble getting the A's to end the game without really threatening too much. Now from the stretch and the 2-2 pitch, and here it is, and ring him up. Elvis called out on strikes, not happy with Laz Diaz. This game is over. White Sox beat the A's 4-1. They win the series. Well, the White Sox get the series win. The A's fall 4-1 in the series finale, so a tough Tough couple games for the A's. They did play very well, especially in the first two games, but managed just to get the one win as they lose a series for the first time since the All-Star break. Just shows you how well the A's have been playing, and they clinched their first winning month. That was uh, an impressive part of this month. Their first winning month since August of last year. So the A's playing much better baseball ahead of the MLB trade deadline. Those were the highlights. 833-625-2278, the number if you want to reach in and talk about today's A's game. Maybe how Adam Aller is making some progress for this A's team and showing some of the potential. He still has some work to do, but starting to look like a guy who may think that he's belonging and maybe turning a corner and showing why the A's were so keen to get him in that deal with Chris Bassett and the Mets. Your phone calls. We're also going to hear from A's skipper Mark Conte as we roll along with A's Clubhouse. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news. Our indoor dining is back along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus plus a full bar. Hot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't. Because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay. Mechanics Bank. Since 1905, Mechanics Bank has been helping Bay Area and Northern California businesses find success and perform at the top of their game. See how they can make a difference in your business today. Call or stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Your loan personalized. Whether you're planning your next vacation, backyard landscaping, or even consolidating debt, 
First United Credit Union can help you check off your to-do list with rates as low as 5.9% APR. Apply online or at any of their East Bay branches. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for details. Insured by NCUA. It's a deep drive to left. Ruff is going back at the track, turning around at the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly. You're listening to A's Cast. And it's hit high and deep to right. Back is Meadows to the track. In the shadows, looks up, and it is gone. A majestic drive from Seth Brown with two outs against Michael Fulmer. He scores Jed Lowry, and the A's are back ahead 5-3. to three. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. The 0-1 pitch by Adam Aller, and that swung on and shot, and a good play back at first. Seth Brown gets up, flips it to Aller, covering for the out. Great job by Brown on a wicked shot, one-hop, backhands it almost right on top of the line down there, past the bag, Aller covering, and Garcia's out 3-1. Welcome back to A's Clubhouse. I'm Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend today as the A's fall to the White Sox 4-1 Dropping the final two games of this weekend series in Chicago. These are off tomorrow before opening a series against the Angels in Southern California. And we could be looking at a dramatically different A's team and a dramatically different Angels team ahead of Tuesday's trade deadline. There's a lot of rumors out there, a lot of speculation, no news to let you know about right now. But there's a lot of players on both the A's and the Angels that could be moved ahead of that deadline. Something We'll definitely be keeping an eye on, and you've probably got your notifications on your phone buzzing all day tomorrow as uh, teams are going to kind of make that final determination whether they are buyers or sellers. That could come tonight. You look at a team like the Giants, a team that's four games out entering play today. I saw on fan graphs they only had a 20% chance of making the playoffs. If they decide to wave the white flag, they've got some guys that other teams would be interested in including Carlos Rodon, who's going to be a starting pitcher tonight against the Cubs. And that becomes another interesting piece because we've seen that the value for starting pitching, it's been very high so far ahead of the trade deadline. Luis Castillo going for some very high prospects from Seattle. And the A's are going to be looking for a similar kind of value if they were to move on from somebody like Frankie Montas, who won't be a free agent this season and is still under club control for another year. So Carlos Rodon possibly available, maybe adding a little bit more depth to the starting pitching market, along with Frankie Montas, who right now looks like the best pitcher available on that market. 833-625-2278, the number if you want to jump in, give your calls and thoughts. We're also going to hear from A skipper Mark Kotze and today's starting pitcher Adam Aller, who you're going to want to hear from because he usually gives a very frank assessment. He's been battling with confidence issues. That has been a big issue for him, but he's been very honest when he gives these answers about what he's going through. So we're going to be keeping an eye on that. We'll bring you his comments after the game. But first, we're going to jump back out to the phone lines. We're going to start with the coach calling in from Los Alamos. What's going on, coach? Hey, Joe, how you doing? You're doing a great job on the show. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. It's always fun to come in and talk a little A's baseball on the weekend. Absolutely. Well, you're asking who I think they're going to go get. I think they've started to turn the corner back to where they should have been all along, which is, you know, power, guys that hit with power, guys that control the strike zone, um, good defenders. 
But uh, they kind of got caught up a little bit there, not worrying about strikeouts. And strikeouts are are, are are one of the worst things you can do. I mean, a double play is worse, you know, but a strikeout. So, And they've had such a hard time developing guys. I mean, you can look at their drafts. Look at their drafts. they got Soderstrom. You know, he hits with power, and he draws walks. He's pretty athletic. You know, Muncie, home runs. Um, right, and, and but to your point, spot. you know, these are guys that are still, yeah. you know, a couple years away, you know, the guys that the A's are developing. And so I'm curious to see what the timeline is going to be because you look at some of those guys and, you know, Zach Geloff is another one, but these are guys that are yeah. at least another year away from really kind of maybe starting to just crack the big leagues at least another year away. So I'm wondering if the A's are maybe targeting some prospects or some close to major league or already major league level players that could start filling in this roster, you know, either here after the deadline or, you know, by early next year. Yeah. So I think, you know, you look at the teams that are, that are, uh, in the running. I mean, the, the twins were for a while, but they've had so many injuries with their minor leaguers. I think they're out of it. I was surprised to see Toronto is still in it. So if you go with Toronto, you're basically, they're going to have to give up some of their top pitching, which is actually quite a way sit away from the majors. But I mean, like really, you know, top notch prospects, like, you know, top 10 and all of the Right. Majors. I think the Cardinals are, are more, they have quite a bit of talent that is almost ready to step in. So I, so you could even maybe get major leaguers from, from the Cardinals, like Yepes or. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, it, it's going to depend on who yeah. these guys are, right? Cause if, if it's somebody like yeah. maybe the Cardinals aren't interested in Sean Murphy, but if you're a team that's interested in Sean Murphy, you know, that's something the A's would say, you know, we might want somebody that's a proven entity because this guy's got so much club control because we've seen that prospects, you know, it's it's a gamble. If you can get the proven guy, that's usually something to do. And so the A's may be thinking if we're going to be giving up somebody like a Frankie Montas, a Ramon Laureano or a Sean Murphy, we want somebody that's a little bit more proven with a lot of club control rather than just kind of rolling the dice and a quote unquote high ceiling prospect. I mean, you look at some of the guys that are still on this A's team, we saw James Caprillion pitching early in this series. He was one of the guys the A's got back in that deal with Sonny Gray. And, you know, as highly touted as those prospects were, you know, James Caprillion is a nice player, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to, you know, lead you as a number one starter per se. No, that was a, a bad trade from the get-go, although Caprillion's been working hard, you know, he – He's not as good as Sonny Gray. Yeah, sure, yeah, and, and, and not to knock James yeah. Caprillion, because I really like him. No. I love his attitude. I love the, the way that yeah. he, he comes out and competes for the A's. But just to kind of highlight, you know, when you give up a bona fide guy that's proven, you don't always know how these prospects are going to turn over for you. So, you know, maybe I'm thinking if I'm the A's, if I'm giving up somebody that's got some club control, especially somebody that's got a lot of it, like somebody like Sean Murphy, I'm thinking I want something that's a, a little bit more of a guarantee, a little bit more proven than maybe just somebody that's, you know, doing really well in single or double A right now. Well, yeah, right. I mean, the single A prospect, they're a long ways away. And I was thinking more of Frankie Montas. I mean, if you're going to trade Sean Murphy, you know, that's like Cleveland. And Cleveland has a lot of real – they develop their players really well. You know, I mean, right. you're, you're bringing back at least four players. It's going to be Cleveland or um, like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay actually might put an offer in. But you're, you're bringing back some of the premier 
Oh, you're asking uh, for a haul if we're talking about Sean Murphy. I well, mean, like, I, you're yeah, going to show me your top ten prospects and say, go ahead and pick four, you know? <laughs> exactly. I don't think they're trading Sean Murphy. I mean, I, I'd yeah. be surprised because, yeah, no, I'm thinking more of Montas. Is, he, he's their big trading ship right now, and they're just throwing Laureano's name out there, I think, because there's no other center fielders around to see if someone overpays. I, I'd be surprised if they traded him, too, unless they really got – like yeah, home, he still has three years left. <laughs> you know, and, and honestly, I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see them move anybody or everybody. However, you're right. There, there are guys I would be certainly more surprised to see moved. You know, guys, like you said, that have club control. But it's just going to be a matter for this team, depending on what you said, the value. You know, like if you put a Ramon Laureano out there because he has a lot of value, not just in who he is as a player, but that club control is key. And so if you've got a guy with club control, another team, if they want that, they're going to have to pay. Because like we were talking about, those those kind of proven entity guys, whether it's a, a Frankie Montas who only has a year of club control, that's going to be more expensive than a guy that's going to be a free agent like, say, a Carlos Rodon for the Giants. If he becomes available and can be a free agent, yeah. you're going to pay more for Frankie Montas than you will for Carlos Rodon. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I think Frankie is the, the guy they're definitely moving. I, I'd be surprised if they moved Murph, but cause his best days are still ahead of him, and he's excellent. I mean, he's he's an out, he's probably one of the best catchers in the game. You know, maybe, Absolutely. Yeah. Will Smith probably a little bit better, but I don't know who's better than Murph out there. I don't know. It's just Rutschman's pretty good catcher, you know, but I don't know who's yeah. better than. Well, I mean, if the, if the A's were going to make a move with Murphy, it wouldn't be because they don't believe in him. You know, it would be because they've got, you know, I, I heard Ken and Vince joke about it yesterday, calling it the cadre of catchers the A's have coming up through their minor league system. So it's a position the A's are deep at. And by the time they're ready to compete again, you have to wonder, you know, is Murphy going to be a, a part of that, that group when the A's are ready to compete in another, you know, maybe two years? Or is that something when he's starting to get closer towards free agency? So if you don't see him maybe on your same timeline for competition, like would you consider moving him? I think the only way you would, just like you were talking about, is if you are getting a haul back. Uh, you know, someone's going to have to pay through the nose for somebody like Sean Murphy because, like you mentioned, he's a great player. He's very valuable, not only to the A's, but to other teams. And if you've got somebody that value, you're going to make somebody pay big time. Well, Coach, I appreciate the call, man. Uh, I love talking with you. 833-625-2278 is the number if you want to get in. We've been talking about the A's ahead of the trade deadline. That'll be coming up on Tuesday. Also want to jump in on the other side. We'll step away here, but we're going to hear from A's manager Mark Kotze. We're also going to hear from today's starting pitcher Adam Aller, who I think had a very encouraging outing. It wasn't perfect. You know, we're we're going with the the tempered expectations for the A's, but in a season when you're watching some of these young players get an opportunity, you want to see improvement. You want to see development. You want to see that they're heading in the right direction. You know, we we've heard from David Forrest when he's talked with Chris Townsend here on A's Cast a lot this year that they're, they don't want to call guys up if they feel like they're going to be overmatched. They want guys to get a chance, whether it's in the minor leagues or maybe in a different role here in the major leagues, to, to start feeling comfortable, to feel like they belong. And that has been a big issue for Adam Aller, who a lot of people in this A's organization have been very high on when he came over from the Mets. And, you know, I'm seeing progress. I'm seeing stuff to be encouraged on. A lot of hard-hit balls. And, you know, he went deeper into today's game, goes six and a third inning, seven hits, Four runs, but doesn't walk anybody, gets six strikeouts. And something that I think was important, it was when it started to kind of unravel a little bit in the second, he was able to refocus and get out of that inning. 
You know, he gave up the homer later on in the seventh inning, but he wasn't able to just like let that snowball on him. And we saw that earlier in the year when all of a sudden it just felt like the walls were closing in on him and he really struggled. But that wasn't the case today. He showed a little bit of that in his last outing against the Astros. So I'm encouraged with what I'm seeing from Adam Aller. Still room to grow, but excited to see what he's got to say. And we'll hear from both Mark Kotze and Adam Aller as we roll along here on A's Clubhouse. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news! Our indoor dining is back, along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus, plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the internet, not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections. And Ring Central's here to make that even easier, more seamlessly and securely, on a platform built to grow your business. Say hello to a whole new way to say hello. Visit ringcentral.com and say hello to possibilities. Ring Central. Message, video, phone, together. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is a national brand with family-owned prices and service. You can shop at one of their burial locations, and all stores are sanitized and safe. Or you can navigate their easy-to-use website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland, and you'll get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. The Coliseum has gone by many names, but none better than The Last Dive Bar. Hi, everyone. Ken Korak here, and my friends at Last Dive Bar are helping us celebrate our longtime home. Last Dive Bar has the most unique merchandise for all Oakland baseball fans. T-shirts, sweatshirts, the Ray Fossey line, and my personal favorite, the lights have taken full effect. Visit their website at lastdivebar.com or follow them on social media at Last Dive Bar. All proceeds are invested back into the A's Community Fund and their affiliated charities. Go to lastdivebar.com. That's Last Dive Bar. Which NorCal drivers are having the most fun right now? Ask anyone who owns a Honda. This car is actually both reliable and safe and a lot of fun. My Honda is a beast. My Honda is delicious. Honda has the happiest drivers in America and is the most fun to drive, period. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your NorCal Honda dealer today. Happiest drivers based on 2021 ACSI survey of customers rating the performance of their own automobiles. Visit NorCalHondaDealers.com. Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's internet that does it all. That's unbeatable internet from Xfinity, proud partner of the Oakland Athletics. 
Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Innovation. It's at the heart of Cal State East Bay. Like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students map genes from California's endangered plants. Or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu slash impact. They say to never mess with the classics, but Panera did just that and more with our new chef's chicken sandwiches. By using pan-seared chicken, our secret garlic aioli recipe, Parmesan crisps, and pickle chips, all on a buttery brioche roll. Because if no one messed with the classics, you'd never have a chicken sandwich this good. New chef's chicken sandwiches from Panera. Only $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. getting stranded with a bad battery our professional parts people at o'reilly auto parts will test your battery for free if your battery does need to be replaced we'll help you find the best battery for your vehicle and your budget don't wait until your battery is dead get it tested for free today at your local o'reilly auto parts store oh 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 o'reilly auto parts you're listening to the a's clubhouse show Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. The A's dropping the finale against the White Sox 4-1 to today, losing the final two-game series and losing their first series overall since the All-Star break. As the A's just unable to match up with the power of the White Sox today, and they've been so reliant on the home run the A's have been. And just getting the solo shot from Ramon Laureano in the second inning, that was all for the A's offense today. We're going to hear from A's skipper Mark Kotze after today's game about how it went and how his team's playing overall. Uh, Alder did a great job today. That's the uh, best he's thrown the ball, I think. Uh, I think career high in punch outs, um, you know, as deep as he's been in a game. Um, you know, the, just the fastball had some life on it. He got some strikeouts with it, uh, some swing and miss. So um, really, really pleased with uh, the outing. How do you just kind of sum up this month overall um, and just kind of the way that you played in July after uh, after how June went? Yeah, you know, it's a good month, uh, a winning month. Um, coming off last month, uh, we obviously uh, had a lot to improve on and, uh, you know, proud of the guys for the way they played. Um, you know, we, uh, we continue to be in ball games and, um, you know, as of late, we've, we've had those opportunities to win games and, and done that. So uh, a good month. Hopefully we can build off this month and, and keep, keep moving forward. Um, is there, this might be a dumb question, but is there any uh, risk of when a team, you know, when you start hitting home runs and hitting for a little bit more power to, to become over-reliant on that? There wasn't a whole lot of scoring otherwise. No, we didn't have many opportunities. I mean, you got to give credit to, to Cease. Um, you know, we came out aggressive on the fastball. Uh, he immediately just went to his breaking ball, and uh, it's a plus breaking ball. He showed that today, and it's a wipeout pitch. Um, it's got good 12-6, uh, and the slider is, you know, it's got depth as well. So uh, he did a great job settling in. Um, I mean, his record, his ERA shows that, that he's uh, having success this year. So, What did you think of Ramon's at-bat at the plate today? Um, you know, obviously, Ramon, uh, the first pitch that he hit out, I think, was a ball in, maybe. Um, it's a great swing. He's been working hard to, uh, you know, 
hit that ball that's in well, and uh, and he put a good, great swing on it there in the ninth again uh, off Liam. So um, some good quality at bats from Rowan today. Well, that was the ace skipper, Mark Conte, talking uh, about how his team performed in today's 4-1 to loss. And you heard him mention it was encouraging what we saw from ace starter Adam Aller going deep into this game. He went into the seventh inning, goes six and a third overall, some hard hit balls, but really able to kind of focus and manage himself through some of that trouble that he faced. And an encouraging start is the way I've been framing it. It's been an encouraging start. It's not perfect yet. He's still got some work to do, but you can see how good the stuff is. And the A's have been trying to get Adam Aller to believe in himself, to really kind of make that next step. And it's not easy. You know, we heard Paul Blackburn, a guy who was an all-star for the A's this year, talk about after he was DFA'd by the A's, the hardest part was learning to believe in himself again and to clear that mental hurdle, which is such a big part of the game. So let's hear from today's starting pitcher, Adam Aller. Um, I mean, I thought I executed pretty well. I mean, I had I threw two, two cutters today that backed up. And unfortunately, both that I threw that backed up got hit out. Um, you'd like to think that, you know, normally if you back up a pitch twice, you've got a 50-50 shot at least. Um, but aside from those two, I mean, I made good pitches. Was ahead in the count, a decent amount, and uh, made pitches when I had to. Uh, it was just kind of those, those two pitches. And like I said, they backed up. Is what it is. One of them was an OO count. I mean, it is what it is on that one. Do you um, do anything to maybe settle in just a little bit more after the second inning and figure anything? Yeah, um, it was kind of something that Boat and I talked about when we got into got in the dugout after that second inning, which is was leaking on the front side quite a bit, which was causing things to go a little erratic on location. And, uh, you know, once we cleaned that up, obviously, you know, things got a lot better and uh, settled in a lot better. Uh, but, yeah, the, the second inning, um, just kind of honestly, the home run, like I said, uh, backed up is what it is. The other, I mean, the other hits were pretty good pitches to be honest so uh, there's not really anything I would complain about on those uh, sucks but you know aside from that I felt like I threw pretty well yeah absolutely oh, I mean you know it's kind of been one of those things that all season like struggling with command especially early on in the season and, and kind of like I said last time like uh, treating the second half as like a, a clean slate and uh, you know trying to get back to what I know I can be and you know having no walks and I think I only had maybe two three ball counts in the whole day and uh, so just you know that's a, that's a good sign moving forward that you know I'm, I'm hitting my spots I'm, I'm in the zone and uh, moving forward from that it's just going to be trying to repeat that if your fastball change, you kind of feel like it's really lively out there throwing it. Yeah, uh, I mean that's what that's what some of the guys were saying. So I mean, we'll take it. There were there were a couple swing and misses on them. Um, it's just a matter of being able to get the ball down when I need to get it down and keeping it up when I need to keep it up. Um, there were a couple instances there where you know I, I was trying to go down in a way and I missed up in a way and uh, you know vice versa, which 
you know, I'm not perfect. That's uh, that's part of it. But uh, yeah, I felt like the the fastball has gotten better and better every outing, and uh, it's starting to be a pitch more that I can lean on. As opposed to before, it was just, you know, I didn't know where it was going, so I always had to lean on the cutter to change up the breaking ball. Now it's like, okay, I can, I can, I can throw my fastball and know that if, you know, if I execute, the good things are going to happen. I think that final uh, line there from Adam Aller was the most important thing is he is feeling like there is something that if he executes it, that fastball he mentioned getting better and better, that he can execute that and that he can do something here that he believes in. And that's where it starts. It's just going to feel like, you know, one of those kind of machines where everything's flying all over the place and you've got to like grab the money and everyone's always scrambling. You just got to grab one at a time. And, you know, that's it for Adam Aller. It's grabbing that fastball, believing that that's going to be something you can do, you can rely on, and then build from there and start to build more and more confidence in those other pitches. So an encouraging Adam uh, outing for Adam Aller today, no doubt, six and a third innings, seven hits, four runs, zero walks, six strikeouts, and two home runs. Not perfect, as you heard him say, but an encouraging outing from Adam Aller, and that's what you want to see from a team like with the A's. When they've got these young guys going out there, you want to see improvement. You want to see them working in the right direction not looking overmatched and you know there were times that he he got a little overwhelmed but able to refocus and get out of it and that was definitely an encouraging sign we're going to step away for a brief second as we take a look with uh, a chance for our stations to identify themselves along the a's radio network a's cast streaming on iHeartRadio radio and broadcasting locally on bloomberg 960 knew oakland and kosf 103.7 fm hd2 san francisco Welcome back. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend here on A's Clubhouse as we are getting ready to wrap up the A's dropping two out of three in Chicago, capped by a 4-1 loss in the finale as we take a look at our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mechanics Bank. Checking in on some action going on right now. Dodgers leading the Rockies. It is 7-3 that game in the bottom of the eighth inning. An AL West tilt between the Rangers and Angels locked 2-2 in the top of the seventh. The A's will see the Angels in Anaheim. That'll begin on Tuesday. You're going to have some more coverage about that, and we could see some very different lineups for both the A's and Angels in that matchup. Twins leading the Padres. That game in the bottom of the six, and later on this evening, we're going to see the Cubs and Giants get underway in the finale of a four-game series. This could determine whether the Giants decide to become buyers or sellers ahead of Tuesday's deadline. They're set to have Carlos Rodon tow the rubber, but you know if they fall a little bit further out of this, I saw Fangraphs only has them as a 20% chance to make the playoffs. They could make Carlos Rodon available ahead of Tuesday's trade deadline. Now it's time to see what's on deck, presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber, for all your building and remodeling needs, you can learn more at ashbylumber.com. As we mentioned, the MLB trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. A lot of action happening around the big leagues ahead of Tuesday's deadline at 3 o'clock. The A's, they are off tomorrow, getting ready to open that series against the Angels. That'll start on Tuesday. Frankie Montas and Noah Syndergaard tentatively scheduled to start that game, but Yes, we've heard the guys joking about using pencil to write those names in because those are two players that could be moved ahead of Tuesday's trade deadline. Chris Townsend will be back with you for that series. A's cast will get underway live at 4 o'clock that afternoon. A's Total Access pregame show, that'll start at 5.38, leading up to first pitch at 6.38. As we continue to roll along, getting ready for that trade deadline, it is going to be a very exciting next couple of days as we look to see who on the A's and around baseball could be on the move ahead of Tuesday's trade deadline. 
Well, thank you to Chris Townsend for letting me sit in all weekend. Also, Commander Cody, Jessica Kleinschmidt, Ken Korak, and Vince Catronio. And, of course, to Robert Costa for keeping us all on the air. You can head over to athletics.com slash A's cast to hear any of our great A's content from this weekend, including interviews with Dave Stewart, Joe Rudy, and Mark Kotz. A lot of great stuff on athletics.com slash A's cast. Joe Hughes filling in for Chris Townsend saying thanks for listening to A's Clubhouse. Here are some easy tips to get the most out of a time-of-use rate plan. Number one, during peak times, get your dishes loaded and your clothes ready to wash or dry. Then wait until off-peak times to press the start button. Number two, run your AC during off-peak hours. Then nudge it up to 78 degrees when peak hours begin. Number three, one of the easiest ways to conserve energy is by turning off appliances, televisions, and lights. To see more easy tips, visit pge.com slash touinfo. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente, thrive. Visit kp.org today. Ah, hitting the road with the family. On your way to nonstop adventures, no worries ahead. Because you know you can stop at a Chevron station along the way. Get fuel for your car, fuel for your crew. That's Chevron with Tecron for unbeatable mileage and snacks for all. Coffee for mom, chips for the kids, cold drinks for dad. You know, for the road ahead. Toss in some laughs, out-of-tune singing, and a zillion are-we-there-yet. And you just made lifelong family memories. Chevron, together ahead. Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sink a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control over your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more, all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. This summer, NetSuite has a special financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com rbi. netsuite.com rbi. Rise and shine, honey. We don't want to miss our flight. Our flight is in seven hours. And we have TSA PreCheck with our Navy Federal flagship credit card. TSA PreCheck? Hmm. Getting my bugle through security will be so much easier now. <sighs> Learn how you can earn up to three times points on travel with the flagship credit card at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA. Here's how we long for Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. The world has gone hands-free. However, if you want to put on a pair of sneakers, you still need to bend down and help your feet in. Until now. Introducing Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. You don't need to reach down to help your heel in. You just step into them and off you go. So what's the secret? Well, there's a special smooth comfort pillow in the heel that helps your foot slide into place. And they stay on just like a pair of laced-up sneakers. Get hands-free slip-ins at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Raleigh sets up outside. It's on the way. And it's hit the deep left right down the line. If it's fair, it's got a chance. And it is gone. Elvis has tied it up. Swung on it, belted. Deep left field. Solak takes a look. And out it goes for Steven Piscotti. 
A bomb over the out-of-town scoreboard jumps the A's ahead 2-0. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast for exclusive content, including pre- and post-game for every game. 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Blew it by him at 95, and Zach Jackson strikes out the side. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of A's Baseball.